BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's good, y'all? It's your boy. I'm not even taking it out. Do that one more time. Do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I'm dying. They pop locking and dropping already. Uh, what the heck is happening? <laughs> I'm still. I'm leaving it in. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Pat, the designer, back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive. We got a jam-packed show for y'all today. Doing a pre-record because we do got a Bulls game tonight, and it's gonna be so much content coming out. But still wanted to be able to get the daily show out to you guys as always. Justin Fields is back. Nate Davis. Also set to return, so we're going to talk about what that means. And the Zach Levine situation just continues Ooh. to get worse. Yeah, yeah, I told. I mean, you. every every day now we're going to have. The, here's the here's the thing. I was warning Hayes. I was like, bro, get ready, because creating content for a team that is struggling is nowhere near as fun. Like, if you're like you have high hopes and you're bad, that's different. But if you're just bad and there's also no hope. That's when the content creators are made. Hey, man, all that more today's Ooh. episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's jump into the show. I'd hit the intro, but uh, it's it, it restream been tweaking for me today. I don't know what's going on with all the... They, they've been down for a little minute. They've been having some yeah. issues, so we'll figure that out. But, uh, kid, Justin Fields set to return. Nate Davis also set to return here. And uh, there's going to be a switch. They're moving Tevin Jenkins back to left guard, putting Nate Davis where he feels comfortable. And Justin Fields is back on the field of play, ready to go. What is your expectations now from Justin Fields? Now that we know that he's going to be out there, a lot can change in seven weeks. And the one reason I say that is because I look at one guy that's on our team. Tevin Jenkins, to start this season, every Bears fan in the world was like, well, we got to find another left guard. We got to figure out what's going on with him. He's Mm -hmm. always hurt. We can't utilize him, blah, blah, blah. Then he got out on the field and played. And everything changed. Now we're sitting here trying to figure out, hey, are we going to pay this dude? Like, I know he's hurt, but we kind of got to keep him around, right? A lot can change within seven weeks. Starting this off now, what do you want to see from Justin Fields against the Detroit Lions here to start this off? Because they're a defense that gave up 41 points. They are beatable if you uh, got the right line in front of them. They are beatable. And you know what? I'm going to mirror some of the comments that J-Mac on the Chicago uh, Bears podcast mentioned. You know, this is all about evaluating Justin Fields. For those who don't think that this is, you're lying to yourself. Like, yeah. it, this is all about these next seven games are all about evaluating Justin Fields. And so uh, what I want to see from him is I'm not expecting wins. Wins and losses are not just solely a QB stat. We're not going to put that on Justin either. We just want to solely – I just want to solely see him make the appropriate reads. There are some things that the rookie Tyson, uh, Tyson Badger did that I want to see Justin do. You've said that plenty of times. Yep. I want to see if Justin's done that. Having an opportunity to sit back and view the game from that vantage point, seeing someone go out there, have some success, maybe not be a, not not be a world breaker, but have some success. You see some things working well. Yeah, that's an opportunity for him to pick up something, see what he can do a little better, compare the tape and then work on those particular things. And then you want to see him put it together. You want to see him be able to get that ball out. You want to see him make quick decisions that be decisive and things of that nature. And then you want to see what we didn't see from Tyson Bajan. You want to see if he still has that breakaway speed to be able to create something out of nothing because that's what ultimately is creating this conversation in the first place. So you just want to mirror some of that high-level QB play with that athleticism and just put it all together. It may not be pretty his first game back. I'm not expecting it to be. Yeah. I'm not going to kill him for throwing a pick. I want to see him taking the shots, though. Like I'm, I'm giving him a Patrick Williams treatment now. Take the shots. 
Like, please just take the shots. I want to give me something like give me something to fight for you for, you know. So take the shots, take the opportunities. That's all I want to see him do. I'm just glad to see him getting back out there because it means that they're willing to give him the opportunity. There's still faith, a little bit of faith in yep. uh, in him because, right, like there there was the scenario where you could have said, listen, we got Tyson here. Tyson's playing okay. We're two and two. We're just trying to get through this season so we can figure out mm -hmm. what our draft capital is going to be like. We're done with the Justin Fields experiment. That That's a real – we've seen coaches do that. We've seen coaches say, I'm done with this quarterback. We're done here. We're moving forward. Or GMs so, make that call, yeah. J Justin Justin Fields coming back in uh, means that there is something there that they want to see if they can get on a continuous basis. What I do want Bears fans to understand is this, though. You can't have it both ways. Yes. Right? If Justin Fields is good, mm -hmm. you're going to have good draft. You're going to lose uh, uh, draft positioning with 16, right? Or with uh, – with your second pick, this is now five. It's probably going to fall to 15, 16 if he's good because that Maybe. means that the offense is scoring points. Yes, the next four games are tough. Your last three games are not. You'll finish this season with six wins. And this is if he's good. Finish the season, mm -hmm. five, six wins, something like that, right? If Justin Fields is good, Matt Eberflus is coming back. Yep. You can't sit here and say fire Flus and then, you know, you, you got good production out of Justin Fields. Yep. If Justin Fields is good. So I just want everybody to understand what the if Justin Fields is good means. I'm all for it. I want to see Justin here. And I had this thought. I was like, how long am I willing to wait for the right head coach if I've got the right quarterback? And I will ride it out until Flus unequivocally backs himself into a corner that he can't get out of to know mm. that I have the right quarterback. Because yeah. There is something to having that piece that makes your franchise go in the right direction. The Buffalo Bills went in the right direction when they got Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen has been very up and down. It hasn't been as successful without Brian Dayball there. There's a lot of things that you can say about Josh Allen that are, eh, yeah, I mean, I, I think questions I always had on Josh Allen. My thing was, uh, what's, the <laughs> difference between, what's the difference between gunslinger and can't read a defense? Yeah, I mean, about about three or four shades of uh, of skin color, basically. That's pretty much the, the only difference that I see. When, 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 uh, I saw when that meme. Evaluate. I saw that meme. Yeah, that was a good, interesting Yeah, I mean, meme. that's a good meme. That's that. a good meme, man. It was like, hey. all of a sudden, oh, he's a gunslinger. No, he's just inaccurate. He throws the football to the other team quite a bit. But, well, he's trying. And you know what? I'm happy that conversation is being had. I'm happy that that narrative is being challenged. Yeah. I'm happy that that's there because, again, this does – help Justin in some degree because there's a large my there's a large group of people who are of that elk that will sit there and say well he can't read this he can't do that I'm not of that I'm not of that elk to say that he can't read a defense I am saying that he is a little gun shy and I would rather him go out there be a little less gun shy yeah because that's ultimately what we want I don't want you to be Josh Allen now I guess I got to pick and choose which version of Josh I think Allen I want thing, though, right? <laughs> I, I said just to start the season right I said what if we and and these Based on the numbers he's already put up, this is what we're heading for, right? If he mm -hmm. continues to play the way that he's playing, he probably won't get to 4,000 yards passing this year because of missing four weeks, right? But if he continues to play the way that he plays, he will be of the ilk of average quarterbacks in the NFL. What are you going to do if Justin Fields is just an average quarterback right now? Guess what? A lot of great quarterbacks started off as just average quarterbacks. They started off as guys that were out there to not screw up and could give you a couple of moments. At the end of their career, we're talking about them as some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Guess what? Peyton Manning was an average quarterback. Tom Brady in the beginning was an average quarterback. I'm gonna give you Peyton was just out there slinging that field. Hey, Peyton was the, well, but Peyton had a bad scenario, right? So, like, Peyton what do you like do if you got an average quarterback and you're just like, okay, but what if I build the rest of this team and I make this happen? I do this. Like, those are real questions because everybody was on this mindset of like, he's either gonna be Pat Mahomes or we're getting another quarterback. No. So how the NFL works. I wish people stop using the 1% of the 1% as the measuring rod for QBs. Patrick Mahomes is in a league of his own. There's only four QBs in that air right there. That's where he already is. I, like, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Know, like, like people use that. It's like, please stop it. Like, like that's like comparing everyone to Jordan. You can't do that. I mean, they can't. 
Yeah, yeah, we do, but it's stupid. They kind of do. Like, it's like anybody it's so that many had... other people, y'all do realize it's a top 75 greatest players. We just comparing them to one. Like, yeah, stop yeah. playing with it. Like, but so I say all that to say, like, man, we got to stop it. We got to allow this kid some opportunity. Now, here's the thing. If he's just average and you see his peers having more success, some of them in very interesting situations as well, then you probably have to move on. Because, again, being just average at that position, brings up the question do we want you as the face of our franchise because that's what the quarterback position is like let's right. not make light of it being an nfl quarterback a starting nfl quarterback is a big freaking deal like yeah everything goes through you like realistically you are the team to some degree now mind you i know that's that's mind you that's figurative right but like <laughs> If the if the Bears are winning right now, Justin Fields is getting a whole lot of pub. Yeah, Bears are losing right now. He's getting a whole lot of blame. Well, he's getting a lot of excuses too. So like, you want your quarterback, so you probably move off of him. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with him being average, but average gets you back up in the NFL. Will Will Jacksonville move off of Trevor Lawrence, or will they give him the probably break? won't because Jacksonville probably won't. But just but just let's be honest. As up and down as Sunshine has been, he's shown them more than Justin Fields has shown the Bears. He, he's, he's I, I, I'll give you that. He's shown them more with the arm talent. He's also had more around him in two years. But what I say that because even this season, right, Sunshine is 2,100 yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions, hasn't missed a game. Hasn't Justin Fields game. got more touchdowns and less picks, and he, he ain't played in four games. But Jacksonville is winning. Jacksonville is winning, right. But again, yeah. winning is a team aspect of it our team is missing so many key pieces that make so many key things work right like on the offensive side we could look at it and say yes you you should be able to do these things because you have enough here on the defensive side we've been mad at the defense and i haven't been as upset at the defense except for effort this season mm -hmm. because i knew you were missing the most important piece of this defense like everyone's like surprised that the defense is like playing poorly but then playing well and i'm just like what are y'all surprised by? Like, y'all know you yeah. need a three technique or it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about... It's one of those things know. where it's like, right, Justin Fields, the Denver game, right? The Denver game could have got been a win. The Bears put up, mm -hmm. what, 28, 30 points in that game? 28. They put up 30 points in that game? 30. Yeah. That's enough to win a football game. That's enough to win a football game. How about game? we get one stop? You know what I mean? So it's like those things where I look at Trevor Lawrence where his defense it's gets that one stop. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I yeah. look at a lot of different quarterbacks around the NFL. I mean, hey, listen. You know who uh, the best quarterback for that conversation is? Jalen Hurts. Uh, well, Jalen Hurts is weird. That's it. You hey, know what? listen, Jalen Hurts. I've been known as a Jalen Hurts hater. I'm going to no, no, not no. use listen, him. Jalen Hurts has been – he his highs have been high, but them lows have been low. I was going to use Russell Wilson because you brought up Broncos. That's good. Because That's good. I'm going to use Russell Wilson for one reason. Russell Wilson has never been a – 5,000 yard, 4,500 yard. I don't think he's ever thrown for 4,500 yards. Ever. He's never thrown for 4,500 yards. I, I'm, I'm willing to stand on that. Um, Might be true. I don't remember him having a season like yeah. that. But he's never been known 4, for that. 4,200 is his max. 4,200, 21 touchdowns, 11 picks. I, I say that to say, but he's always been known as someone when the game is, when you need a big play, something like that. He's been known throughout his career to make those things happen. Yeah. And so ultimately, it doesn't really boil down to him. You know, he's never had even a 35. He's never had more than 35 yards, uh, 35 touchdowns in a season either. Yeah, he has. Was that one, two, three times? Was it? How many? Uh, 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 40. Okay. Um, then he had 3,435 and seven. That's 2018. I want to say he missed gotcha. time that year. So we can't uh, and then 2017, 34 touchdowns, 11. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's never been like a top three, top five QB when it comes to certain particular stats. But he's always been in that 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 conversation where you say, "Hey, this QB gets it done. He's yeah. a really good QB." You would you would call him elite QB, uh, uh, elite QB play, realistically. But it hasn't. It wasn't always. Oh, he threw the most yards. Oh, he had the most touchdowns. Right. And so he's I don't. Never, he's never been that. He's never yeah. been that guy. So I don't expect that for Justin. Like, Justin doesn't have to be that. But he does have to show me that in critical moments, you are my guy. You are going to get this ball down the field. You can push this ball down the field. Yeah. 
and, and that's what we want from him there. And if you start to see that, then maybe he doesn't become just an average, you know, QB and you see some hope. But if you can't start to string those things together, then you, you have to start, you know, when you're in the position to get another QB to test that out and start that clock over before you invest multiple hundreds of millions of dollars into yeah. somebody, then you got to see what that option looks like. And that's just good business. Well, and I think that's that's really the question, right? Like if you have a just if Justin Fields come back and over the next seven games, you're talking about Justin Fields in the Brock Purdy conversation, right? Where Brock Purdy was lighting the world on fire, but then things got a little bit tough for three, four games in a row, right? Um, if you're talking about him in the Lamar Jackson conversation where you're getting the wins, he's playing well, but there's still things that you look at about his game. Like Joel said this, I want to say on Monday's episode, like everybody's always looking for the perfect quarterback here in Chicago where every quarterback has their flaws minus, right? Like some quarterbacks are just talented enough to overcome their flaws. Pat Mahomes is that guy, right? He holds the ball for a million years and uh, throws like a sidearm backflip underneath somebody's <laughs> leg. It like does like an airplane takeoff and lands in the receivers. It's crazy stuff going on out there. But right, like, are you, is he, if over the next seven weeks he proves that he's good enough to move forward with, that does not mean he's great. That does not mean he's elite. That just means good enough, right? Let's say, like what I said the other day, right? Uh, uh, 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Over seven games, that's just, that's okay. That's all no, right. That's actually not good, though. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, you got... Yards over seven games? 1,200 yards, yeah. Which used to be nearly half of a season back in the day? No, that's not good, my G. I mean, listen, well, seven games now, I mean, you talk about 1,200 yards over seven would be what? 171 yards a game. That's 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 the rookie numbers right there. Well, I mean, well, what what that's I'm legitimately is, Brock Purdy's numbers. Well, no, what <laughs> I mean not Brock Purdy, is, right, but uh, that, that's just basically. that's all passing though. So that's all yeah. your pat that's all your passing numbers. That doesn't take into account everything else he does, right? Whatever rushing touchdowns, whatever it is. I'm talking about strictly passing. Like that's good enough. Nah, I can't say that because Bajan put up nearly 904. I mean, listen, Justin's put up over 200 <laughs> yards a game. I'm with you. Like, I here's, here's the thing. That may not be oh, here. 200 yards a game, 1,400 yards. That, that made it. Okay. Let me say this. Because it's such a nuanced thing. It depends on how it looks. 100%. The game plan may not be for us to throw the ball a bunch. We may not have to. That's yeah. that's a good situation to be in, right? And I can't yeah. begrudge a QB or, or 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 OC for calling a good game and our run game is clicking and stuff like that. He may not have to. Yeah. Right? So I'm I'm not going to put this – I don't want to put that label on him. Like, he has to throw for this and stuff like that because sometimes the game just doesn't call for it, right? Steph Curry doesn't have to get 30 points every game. I use basketball analogies, one, because I think some people hey, just need he to – He does it, though. Like, well, he does. Like, hey, he does it, sure. though. He's been – I mean, let's be real here. Steph's out here. He ain't cooking. got no help. He ain't got no help. Hey, listen, get that boy smell. But I'm just saying, like, fam, <laughs> hey, fam, Draymond, fam, what's going on, bro? What's what's happening, bro? Hey, hey, listen, they hey, wrote that. Hey, they wrote that way. Major sidebar, bro. But what's going on with Draymond, bro? He out of there, my boy. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, he might have to sit for a minute. Yeah, you choking to do? He UFC choked him out. He had nothing to do with. It. Listen, I get it. Nobody likes Rudy. Nobody likes Rudy. I think this is confirmed at this point, right? Nobody likes Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he did something. Well, he shut the league down. I, I mean, the league was going to get shut down eventually anyway. No, no, no. But, like, he shut the league down because then everybody in his locker room got sick and the locker room they was playing got sick. And they, now granted, the league didn't act quick enough at all on any of that. Uh, but and they played a whole nother game and then other people start getting sick and it starts spreading. But like, hey, bro, the players was heated about that. You already know. I know. I know. I mean, listen, Donovan that Mitchell was, was mad. Fam, <laughs> okay. how, how he snatched that man up, that was legitimately... Uh, uh, that it it had some stank on it. That was that was pent up aggression, bro. Yeah, that's some stank on it. I ain't gonna lie about that. He had, he had been wanting to choke that man's out for for at least ten years, bro. <laughs> Since he came into the league, Rudy said something, and that man, but that that was a crazy time, bro. Like, yeah. 
Hey, I'm trying to get this picture here. This is hilarious. I'm sorry. I got to put this on. I know we we talking football right now. We're going to get some basketball in there, too. But my God, bro, to to this right here, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Hey, and the worst part is why cat acted like he going to do something and didn't do nothing in the fight, bro. Did you see the side angle pick? No, nah, it looked like he pretty much helping Draymond take him right. Down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, hey, I, I feel you on this one. <laughs> like, what did you do it, dog? Like, <laughs> I said, I said we'd have been we'd have been the greatest meme of all time because if that's my teammate, you choking out Rudy. I gotta, I gotta just grab you, right? I gotta choke you out too, just because it gotta be a dual choke out. Whoever taps first is it's this whole conversation sound like yes. a pause. We're gonna move on, but. Uh, <laughs> Where's Dwight Howard? Uh, but hey, man, wow. uh, no, okay. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Uh, listen, with uh, Justin Fields coming back, Nate Davis also coming back. We got a lot of uh, Chicago Bears that are going to be good to go. Terrell Smith also back in the mix as well. Uh, do you like that they are moving people or moving Tevin Jenkins back to left guard? The, the The question on this is basically this: what we saw on the right side is great. Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Wright on the right side together are great. They literally murder people when they run the ball to the right. Like, it's it's evil. Like, they create nemesises on the right side. But now, because Nate Davis is really only comfortable playing the right guard position, you're taking that and moving Tevin Jenkins back to left guard where that's still good. And now more of your line is good. Tevin Jenkins is a good left guard. You ha- got him helping mm-hmm. Braxton Jones. Nate Davis is a good right guard, more so in pass block than run block. Darnell Wright has proven to be a really good right tackle out here, and Braxton is is, uh, uh, proving his salt as well. So your offensive line now is good, but you had something that, in my opinion, was great. Would you rather have the good or the great? I'd rather have the great uh, simply because I want my QB to have the best opportunity in protection. I want the run game to be as efficient as possible so that he can have the best opportunity. I, I, everything, I'm being very biased right now. I am I am solely focused on what is the best opportunity or situation for Justin so we can thoroughly evaluate him. Well, I don't the, good might be, the good might be the best situation because you got good almost everywhere. Your center position is still kind of bad. Lucas Patrick is not good. So I, but I, it's one of you've got you good see. in four spots versus yeah. great in two, bad okay with Cody Whitehair at left guard and and good with Braxton I Jones. What you're saying. I mean, realistically, I got to see it. Nate Davis been been out for a couple games. You yeah. got to see what it does and what it produces. Um, this is almost unfair for everyone on that line because the I I do believe Detroit's defensive line is pretty good. So it's like the ultimate test. And now you're flirting. You got some with dogs me. out there. And now you're making some some changes. You're flirting with like moving some people around. It is his natural position, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's not where he's been clicking. So, I mean, I I don't know, and I can't speak because obviously I've never played that. Um, but I don't know what the what is the word I'm looking for, the learning curve, not learning curve, or getting what what's the 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 time to really back back to that would be. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm trying to say. So I don't know what that is for Nate Davis. Maybe that's that is the best thing for Nate. Well, Davis. And, I don't know and what Tevin's that is for Nate Davis. Both. I don't know what that is for Tevin to go back to left guard. I don't know yeah. what that looks like, but we'll see it. We'll, we'll yeah. it be, it's going to be clear. <laughs> so, well, and that's the thing, right? Tevin's done both. Tevin's mm-hmm. been a left guard. He's been a right guard. He's been a right tackle. He's been a left at right tackle. Wasn't that pretty? Uh, Nate Davis has only been a right guard. So you're basically moving the guy that is comfortable having and has had success at left guard before. You're not experimenting there. And I'm going to be real with you. This is the politics of football. Welcome to the NFL, right? Nate Davis got paid $30 million. You're getting on that field. Yeah, well. I don't yeah. care what what happens. I don't care who's you, – you're getting $10 you gotta, million you dollars a year. You got paid $30 million over the next three. You're playing football. I will strap your ankle to the man next to you just to keep you upright. You're playing football. <laughs> Like I, it, honestly, though, you're like that's that's yeah. really what it is. It's a podcast out there. I swear I don't know the name of it. Uh, but it's like four former NFL players, They're like linebackers and stuff like that. I don't know the name of the pod. It's a great podcast. Are they all black? Uh, they all black. Raw it's the, NFL. the the odds of it. Come on now, dog. Like you really narrowed it down. There. 
You said what? The Raw Room. The Raw Room, maybe. It's got Old Boy with the Dreads. Yeah, it's the Raw Room. They come. Yeah, great podcast, bro. I've, I've, uh, I'll be cracking up over there. Bro, I'll be rolling off of it. And it, it ended up popping up on my YouTube feed just yep. when I when I was working and just rolling through stuff and ended up popping up on my YouTube feed. And, um, but what they, they said in there that basically, right, like the politics of football is real. Like, it's not yeah. a game. Like, if you got paid this money, you are going to be on that field and they will let you ruin your career on that field because they paid you this money. Yep. Like I, I will absolutely make sure you never get another check because I was fooled into giving you this money. So you get out there and play. And that's really what it is. Like that's so like, listen, Nate, and it's not to say that Nate Davis has been bad. He's been, he's missed time due to things that, are unforeseeable occurrences, right? Like yeah. uh, a family member passing away, take the time you need, brother. Uh, you end up getting injured in the game. Okay, he's a full go today in practice. Let's get him back out there. Let's see what he looks like. But it's one of those things where you've missed this time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, now do you still have that rapport? Do you still have that? Like, your his success is tied to Justin's success. If that right side collapses, that's Aiden Hutchinson in your face. It's not a good day. Jesus. And so now it's it you it begs the question. It doesn't beg the question. You've already said it. He has to do it. Yeah. He has to, he's gonna be on the field. He's Here's gonna be thing. on the field, 100 percent He's gonna be on the field. Let's just hope it works out. And let's just hope that the adjustments can be made appropriately. And that Justin, if if we do, because I, I I'm still looking at the, the Lions. I really just w- I really wish that he was able to play for that Panthers game. I really do. I think that one game learning curve, because I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion that this one game is going to be bad. I feel like this one game is going to be bad. He's going to pick it up in Minnesota and we've played Detroit again. That's going to be better. That's just my feeling of it. Like, I, I'm hoping he comes out there just, just, I mean, a but stud, see, that, but like, I guess if, you, if there's anything to hold your hat on, right? The, the best game you played is the last game. So, like, if we, if we, if he comes out and he plays poorly against the Panthers and struggles through it, and then he goes out and he dominates the Vikings, he goes out and and, and comes back against the Lions and plays a good game, and finds a way to win it. That's two wins in a row. That's the best games you've played, right? And then you keep it going. Yeah. Then after that, yeah. bye week Browns. Yeah, I mean, you get the bye week and then you get the Browns, and then after that, it's it's. Cardinals in December and like games that should be winnable. Now with this team, I'm not gonna lie. I asked this question to J Mac. What's the one thing that we want to see continue that we saw in the Beijing era from now? I'm watching Justin, but I swear I'm watching this system. I I want to see if Luke Getzey can just continue to call the same game plan. I swear we sit there and we watch some of these games. It's just like, what? What's the Huh? Why you like the Panthers game? Not granted, they took everything away from Beijing. They didn't trust him at all in that game. After the after the Saints game, they were like, "We're not gonna let you ruin your ruin career by losing this game." Yeah, yeah. So they took everything away from screen pass, short stuff. He yeah. still made some really nice plays, but uh, bro, like, I, there's so many games that we watch, and I look at the system, and I'm just like, why didn't you run? Like, I get it. The defense is gonna give you what you should do. But you can run the football versus this team. You can do this versus this team. You can do these things that work versus this team mm-hmm. because they're the same thing as the last team you just played. Why can't you keep the system the same? And it just keeps feeling like I got to get them to work in my system, not I got to get my system to work for them. Hmm. No, I get where you're coming from. 
I get where you're coming from. However, I also saw that system work with the rookie. I saw it work. We were at the game. It worked. Now, it was the Raiders, but, I mean, we also <laughs> praised Justin for beating the Denver when they were the worst defense. So, I mean, I, I got it. Well, he didn't it. beat them. Well, yeah. So, yeah. but but again, against that defense, we was clicking. He yeah, had yeah. all the yards and stuff like that, and that was again at that time one of the worst defenses the league yeah, had yeah. ever seen. So, if I'm giving Justin a praise, I got to give it to to Bajan, even though it was the Raiders. Like we saw it work. I we more so saw Deontay Foreman work, but he was throwing the ball well. He was throwing the ball well. He was throwing the ball well. In he was that throwing game. more than a five yard pass. But Deontay Foreman, Deontay Foreman had three touchdowns and and 125 yards that day. Yeah, but we also saw him make some plays, throw yeah. the peel, make more than the five yard throws. A lot of the pundits like to sit there and throw out there. Like, no, it was it, he has several over ten. Like, let's just stop in that. that <coughs> but like, I would that game have looked better with Justin? Maybe I want it to be. Yeah, but I wanted. I've seen it work with the rookie. I saw where the rookie made some mistakes and got some picks. Those are the I want those same plays for Justin because I thought they were good plays. They were good situations. Yeah. That play where he threw that pick against uh the Saints, that especially that last one. He just I mean, he has so much time in that pocket. I'm like, I want to see Justin with that much time. Give yeah. Justin that much time, give him that some those same plays. And maybe that, that was, small, same small window. Let's see what happens. Yeah, see, the I think that's where when a lot of people looked at it, that's where Bajent's limitations stood out. That's one where that throw. Justin might be able to get that throw there because he's got a cannon. So if he's a little bit late, if you 10 yards away from me, I'm going to throw it through your chest for it to get to you. Tyson, I think in that moment was like, I'm late up oh, is there. And it quickly wasn't. And that is the difference between having the D two guy. Who's the game. Manager. And I love what he did in this time in the game, but having a D two guy and having the guy who was taken in the first round. Like, those are the differences that I saw. Like, just don't I saw know. a rookie, though. I mean, let's let's be real. He's had a lot of reps. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, but it, but I think the thing is, it wasn't even a mistake. Like, I, the, the route was open. It just wasn't. He got it to him late, and that's he, on him. He, he got it he to him to, too late. He has to late. get better, stronger. He has to, he has to figure that out. Yeah, but I, Justin's listen, already I, I, bigger. He's already stronger. I I I don't, I don't know if he. I got any, any worries about Beijing getting stronger, bro. That boy, Dad, out here, man. He got mammoth hands out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, and that's the thing. He's I think great, that Beijing's the greatest be athlete better. alive. I think that Beijing is going to be better. But Justin, year three again. Not, I don't know why people do that. It is a rookie versus a a three year vet. Like he's rookie. He's in his third year. Yeah. Right. You should see some a, a difference. You should see a gap. It should be a separation. Justin's seen these things before. Bajan hasn't. Stuff yeah. like that. So it's not even a conversation. But I, I the, the real conversation is, if Justin's in that same situation, is he going to be able to have more success? That's all I want. He could put up the same numbers. He could put up the same numbers as Bajan. Yeah. Does it look that – did he make the throws that Bajan couldn't? Well, I just make the plays that Beijing couldn't. That's what I want to see. The part for Justin I want to see is the decision-making on his part for whatever his game is. Listen, Beijing's game is his arm, right? Like, no matter what Beijing's game is, he's going to fall back on that arm. That's that's what his game is. If I'm late, play to your strengths. I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm putting my arm on the line because that's what my best asset is. For me with Justin, like, when there's six seconds that happen in the pocket, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, why are you standing there for six seconds? I'm not telling him to be the running quarterback he was last year, but there are times where it's like, hey, you get the four seconds, you need to go. Mm. Because whatever you're waiting for clearly hasn't developed. If you're waiting for something down the field six seconds, you know what I mean? And you can use the legs and keep the eyes downfield and kind of keep things, but you got to go because they're more worried about you running than they are about you throwing this football. Now, use the legs the way that very much in that commander's game and in that Denver game, using your legs to your advantage because the second that you start to be like, oh, I'm going, I'm, I got to go. I got to make a break because th- nothing's down there. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, we see defenders start running in like, oh, snap, he's going to run. We all got to touch. And then you just, boop, touchdown. Yeah. Like, we've seen that work for you. So I'm not even asking you to be bajant in the aspect of no matter what, I'm standing in here and I'm using my arm. Use your legs. Use your legs to an advantage. 
Just do it in a timely fashion. The injury that you got is because you just stood in there. The funny thing is, <laughs> is that what the, the staff, this is where I question the staff, because we and you also saw a game where Bajan had like 80 yards rushing first, first half and stuff game, like wasn't... that, right? And then the second <laughs> half, it was like he had room to run and he just didn't run. It was just yeah. like, did they tell him to stay, to stay in that pocket? Like, yeah. That's because again, the first half he was doing it. First half he was clicking with it. Then the second half, it was like, why he, he had space, he had a lot of space to run. Well, and run? I think that's the thing, too. It's just like you see the rollouts disappear. You see the thing, the bears take away the thing. It was almost like they take it away from themselves. So, so like seeing Justin, it's like you gotta understand they're evaluating him as a quarterback. They're gonna be so focused on seeing his arm talent, his accuracy, and all that stuff, and what he can do with his arm. Yeah. Is it going to be the same situation? That's the only thing I question. I'm like, please don't put him in that situation. Please don't do that. Yeah. And then I hope that he's just mentally tough enough to say, I'm here to win or I got to make the best play. And this is helping my team with the best play. And he goes off and does what he did last season. So I'm I, all in all, I just it just has to be cleaner. He has to play clean football. It has to be a little better. Has to be more than 1,200 yards. I'm sorry. Has to be more than 1,200 yards. <laughs> but, but I said 14. 14 okay, yards, know, 20 yards again. You know, give you me something. 20 yards, he give you 75 yards rushing or 50 give yards rushing. Give me enough to say that's my quarterback and we shouldn't be drafting. Because if I'm still on the fence, I'm draft. I, I'm all for drafting the quarterback. Even yeah. if you keep him, I'm all for drafting the quarterback. I think it's only fair to the organization that, hey, you have this opportunity. May, would it cause a QB competition? Probably. But. That's your job to lose. Yeah. So. Hey, man, we'll see what it ends up being. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love as always. You want to jump into the Bulls real quick? You got to go? Or what's, uh, what's, what's your timeline? Bulls, well, let's do it. Let's jump into the Bulls real quick because uh, we got to. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Poverty just keeps getting worse. City, not even franchise. Just, just, just keeps getting worse. I mean, my goodness. Talk about your uh, Chicago Bulls Windy City here, boy. Uh, Zach Levine. Per sources, and I listen, I love when uh, my favorite thing now is when the players call out the uh, reporters who are sitting there telling you this is what's happening. And then they be like, Cap, did you see the you dig with uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Bones Highland where they told him he, you're out of the lineup now. You won't be in the lineup for the foreseeable future. He wrote Cap. Now, listen, if Bones, <laughs> if Bones don't play over the next 20 games, we're going to be rolling. We're going to be rolling. Hey, hey, and as a reporter, as Chris Haynes, you better put Cap right back. You better be Cap. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, <laughs> hey, oh, I'm petty. Oh, don't embarrass me. Oh, don't man. ever embarrass me, and then I'm right? You embarrass me, and I'm right? I'm I'm right back at your head, Cap. Yeah, I mean, stop playing with me. Check, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think that we heard some interesting things when it came uh for about Zach Levine today when it came to the Bulls. According to Casey Johnson, he was on Mullion mm -hmm. Hall today, talked about uh, Zach Levine has never gotten over, ne double never, by the way, never, never gotten over Billy Donovan benching him in the loss to the Orlando Magic on November 18th, 2022. Uh, Zach had four points. He was one for 14. Maybe he was playing god-awful. He's the worst player on the court by far. Uh, we also heard that uh, there's always been a growing question among players and the Chicago Bulls coaching staff about Zach Levine's accountability going back to last season. Now, I don't know if these reports are true. Casey usually don't just throw stuff out there. But I will say this, and I said this last year on the show, um, and I think that, I mean, with everything going on, it's the same thing here. I had heard that... Michael Reinsdorf was never enamored with Zach Levine, was never uh, a big believer that he could be the number one option and that he just wanted to see more out of him. I think that these things all kind of go together hand in hand when you see what we've seen on the yeah. court. And it's not to say that I think Zach Levine's going to be a bad is a bad player. I think he's good. I think he, you don't score 50 points as many times as he has or 40 plus in the NBA and you're not good at basketball. He's a good basketball player. But as far as the guy who's been the number one, if you're talking about things affecting you from 2022 on, 
a specific game. I remember exactly the game. Oh, yeah, I remember. He was the worst player on the court, mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. Yeah. And he was upset about getting benched. It was the one time in Billy Donovan's tenure as a Bulls head coach that I said, as the head coach, you did the right thing. And, I'll, I mean, listen, I'm not surprised to hear these things. I I don't know what that means moving forward long term, right? Uh, of course, tonight is going to be interesting because no DeMar DeRozan going tonight versus the Magic. Zach Levine will be playing tonight. Now, DeMar is supposed to be dealing with a family issue. Hope that all is well with DeMar. I'm not going to speculate really anything on that. You see how that works, Chicago Bears? You see how they, he's dealing with a family issue? Oh, it's dead. I bet we're done. There's no question marks on it. No question marks on it. But uh, outside of that, I mean, listen, what do you what are your thoughts on uh, the latest on the whole Zach Levine situation <laughs> here? And does that I mean, when you start getting reports like this, that usually spells this guy's getting out of here pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be to after December 15th. Now that it's, it's bubbling, because uh, realistically and, and this is my speculation, it very may, well may. And again, that's only four weeks away. So it's not like a terribly long time. <laughs> right. Um. But what I will say is, again, where there's smoke, where there's fire, uh, you look at the uh, the representation he has, Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports is really notorious for handling situations like this. Right? He was in Kentucky last night. Can, can we talk about that? Who? Zach. Zach was in Kentucky at the game last night. Oh, I mean, you know, probably took a PJ. They got a whole game tonight. Probably took a PJ. I mean. I don't know. I, I, which, I don't know. Hey, that's a rich person problem. I don't know. Hey, like, bro, bro, listen, <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. Oh, that's called. That's called. I don't give a rat's. You know what? No more. That's exactly what that oh, is. Oh yeah, that's exactly what that is. But <laughs> hey, you know, they is, probably hey, didn't practice. So, what? What? Uh, what, what, let me see what that game was. At. Let me see what that game was. They at. probably didn't practice. So more than likely, he was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go check this out." And you know, they probably had like a. Yeah, they didn't practice. Pretty sure they didn't practice. Kentucky versus Kansas. They were in Kentucky. I mean, that's not that far though. Hey, bro, you got a game tomorrow, bro. Oh, that's like a that's like a so you going out two hour flight, but you're going out. You taking a two hour flight to get there to Kentucky. You staying for the game. Game probably getting over with at what? Eleven o'clock, ten o'clock. Fly back in the morning. Live, oh, this that hey, you ain't Dennis, he ain't Dennis Rodman, bro. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I he mean, better he, drop 50 tonight. You <laughs> was in Kentucky last I night, mean, bro. I listen, I'm so not tripping about it. I ain't tripping about it. I mean, but at the same time, you you talking about the game and why he was there. We need to be asking who else was there. I mean, his his clutch was there, uh uh Rob was there. I'm sure he was, but who yeah. else was there? John Wall was there. I saw John Wall there. Okay, where's John Wall going nowadays? Uh, John Wall just going. Well, John to Wall is an alumni. So. Hey, John Wall just going to games. <laughs> I mean, he got paid like a hundred million just to sit at home. Anyway, yeah, he just um, going to games. <laughs> uh, but all in all, you know, just getting back to the topic at hand, like realistically, it's just time. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. We're critique. It's it's time. I, I hate that it ended this way or that it's ending this way. Yeah, it's um, getting ugly. I don't like it. It's not salvageable. Like I, Zach is going to be traded at this point. Zach is going to be traded. It just is what it is. I don't think it's a salvageable situation. Um, he's gotten he's gotten his his max, which is cool. He got paid. They got take he got taken care of. Uh, in that and oh, he finna get taken care aspect, of real good after that kicker kick in. Yeah, I mean, you got from a monetary aspect, the Bulls didn't do him wrong in that regard. It just didn't work out. Um, yep. there were opportunities where I feel exactly what you're saying. He didn't take that leap. I also can make the uh, beg the question that you brought in somebody who did and took all those opportunities for him to actually do that. I would make I would stand on that one. I, yeah. I don't believe, and it's like, hey, as a good teammate, he he can't hate on him. He can't say, oh, well, let, let me do it. It's the man's closing the the games out. Like he's yeah, he's definitively closing the games out. So it's like, what you want him to do? You know, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I can see, I, like I said, I see him in a different jersey. I don't think it's gonna be long. I, I could definitely see him in Miami just because we can get Miami's back. gonna be the interesting one. 
Yeah, we could get shooters back that will actually allow us to still be competitive. People who are not threatening to, you know, Tyler Hero would be a great addition to the Chicago Bulls for what we need. Yeah, and he comes with a defensive mindset or it's a, from a defensive pedigree. Now I'm not saying he's a good defensive player, but he's better than a lot of than a lot of people give him credit for. He'll fit. So, he'll fit in with the with the mindset that AC and them have here. There you go. And so, yeah. uh, with all that being said, it's just time, man. It's just time. Anytime Zach's Zach's whole tone on that conversation is totally different than what it's been in the past. Oh yeah. 100%. So he's like, hey, my name is always brought up when you lose and it's frustrating. I think he said something that really put it in perspective, though. He's even, even they realize, and I don't know how you wouldn't be able to, but he's like, listen, when you, when you do this, when you're losing like this, and when you've done this for three years and you feel like you're in the same spot, of course you're going to have issues with it. And that's, I think that's the part that is just like, oh, so you realize that y'all been in the same spot for three years. Like, we're not faking this. Like, I thought I thought it was just the fans that realized this. No, they realize it. So, <laughs> they realize it. Just, it they, they just always, there's always the conversation around like, oh, you know, well, we're, you know, we're just one for the Gipper and we're going to do what we can. And then they go out on the field and it's just like, what the heck is that? What, what is doing? one for the Gipper? What, what is what is one for? Ah, it's an old, I think that's a, a old Notre Dame thing. I don't know. I think that's old Notre Dame. The Gipper, huh? Okay. Yeah. Oh, never say that. I don't know. I don't know who the Gipper is. I don't know. Okay. Am I saying that that fish? Am I saying it got to be right? I don't know. I know I've heard this term all of my life. Somebody look this up. Somebody fact check this. What is that? (laughs) One for the Gipper. One for the Gipper. What is the Gipper? (laughs) What the heck is the? Uh, By the way, little little news as well. Alice Caruso is playing today versus per Billy Donovan. So there's that as well. Uh, Hey man, we gonna get up out of here. Shorter episode because we got to do this live call. Appreciate you guys tuning in and showing love. Uh, It's it's getting ugly around these Bulls. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, He's never forgotten what. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I gotta say it, bro. And somebody that's mixed and has a lighter skin tone, that's some light skin stuff right there, bro. I don't think that's real. He's never forgotten. I I don't think that's what I'm going to be honest with you. And this is the part of journalism that I absolutely just I hope that we never fall into. Because even if it is, even if that is true, I feel like that's something being taken out of context. Zach played some of the best ball of his career in the second half, like after that happened. Yeah, but I I will say this: there always felt like tension between him and Billy. There's yeah, always Billy, felt like that. But Billy looks. It seems like his tension with Billy and half the team because he don't seem to know what he's doing. Like I don't I feel don't, good. Do you feel good about him and Demar when they talk? I feel I feel good about him and most of the veteran players that he's around because they usually they usually leave speaking glowingly of him. Usually when you hear people talk about Billy Donovan, they talk about he's a great basketball mind and and he's, you know, he knows what he's doing. And if you just run what he's trying to run. Now, I do think he's a college coach where a lot of times what you hear is if you run what he's trying to run, it works. That's not the NBA. Pat Bev flip-flopped on him. When Pat Bev was trying to get that contract, of course, he was speaking glowingly. When he didn't get that contract, he didn't speak low of him, but it wasn't as praiseworthy. He still speaks. I mean, the last thing I heard when Pat Bev talked about him was him <laughs> basically saying that the Bulls was over here BSing. Uh, and he literally was like, "If you, Billy Donovan giving y'all the answers. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, and here's the thing. But, but again, right, that's what a college coach would do. As a college coach, I'm going to give you the play you need to run. If you run this set just like this, this is going to work. That works in college because you're going against other kids. That don't work when you're going against LeBron James and he know what you're running. <laughs> no, I believe it worked. I believe it worked on the, on the NBA level. Listen, it, it's it not being executed certain, well. Now, here's the thing. To a certain extent. How, how is he preparing his team to execute that is the question. I think the thing is, right, it works to a certain extent, but when you go up against certain players and certain teams where they have that one guy on it, right? Like when teams go up against Alice Caruso, mm-hmm. Alice Caruso know exactly where everybody need to be on the floor to stop what Kevin Durant is doing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen in this game. So you're saying he's not situationally aware? 
I've always said that. But basically, basically, basically what I'm saying is like, if I'm sitting there and I'm telling you run this set and they know the set, they know how to stop the set. Now, if you have a Kobe Bryant, a Kevin Durant, a LeBron James, sometimes it don't matter if I know how to stop the set. But if I have one of the best defenders in the NBA, a lot of times now it's just will on will. And so I think a lot of times Billy Donovan goes out there and he's like, let's run this. If we run this, it'll be successful. And that stuff may work until you go up against a Marcus Smart or a Rudy Gobert or whatever it is, guys that are really good defensively. And then you go, oh, why didn't that work? Mm -hmm. He just knew where to be. And then you're, you're, but are your stars being your stars is also the question. So it's like, it's a dual, yeah. it's a dual thing. Like yeah, yeah. you, you run a, a particular set and then there's opportunity and space for your stars to be stars and exact taking that leap. Is, or is that something that DeMar is supposed to It's a lot. Of, guess what? It's coming to an end. We're going to get some answers an soon. And, and, and whether we like the what the solution is or not, there's going to be a solution to this problem. And I thought about this the other day. I was like, what if they only move Zach? They might only move Zach. <laughs> what if you can't, you can't move both. That makes no you sense move to move both. I think you can move both. Why? Because then you would go through an offense that has Vooch at the focal point of it, and I'm fine with that. Oh, you, you can just have offense. a nice two-man game where you don't have to worry about someone else taking 20-plus shots. Yeah, but Vooch and DeMar occupy a lot of the same space as well. Vooch, Vooch's I best shot is a mid-range shot. They occupy a lot of the same space. I if you were going to keep one of them to have it separate, you would rather have Zach and Vooch versus DeMar and Vooch. But I'd be fine with just Vooch like because I know what Vooch is going to get. And you're at that point, you're losing. Yeah. Like You're going to lose. It's okay. Like. Develop some young pieces. Let's see what we got. Unalot Bidham has been recalled to the Chicago Bulls. Uno, I got to say this man name right. I've said it wrong every time. Unalot Batim has been recalled to the Chicago Bulls from the Windy City Bulls, so he might be getting his first action tonight. Hey, shout out to that, man. With no DeMar DeRozan out there. Uh, we'll be live calling that game probably by the time this video ends up getting uploaded. Uh, hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. For the pettiest man alive, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Peace. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, Buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.